1: Portions of the following program may be pre recorded. The following program is
0: brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church.
2: It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Wisdom Wednesday. We're going to talk about the wisdom of Juneteenth for kids.
1: Come on, let's go. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
2: Talking to you from WAVA, 105.1 FM. Right out of the nation's capital in Arlington, Virginia, covering all of the DMV. That's D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Parts of West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well. So thanks a lot for tuning in there around the world on WAVA.com. And then, of course, on my social media, for those of you who are watching me in the studio, I'm waving at you, giving you my sideways peace sign and my Facebook page, my YouTube page. At Anderson Speaks is my handle there. Today we're going to talk about the wisdom of Juneteenth for kids. What's Juneteenth? And should kids learn about it? Kids of all uh, colors and classes and cultures, is this just a holiday for black kids? And as a black kid growing up, did you even hear or know anything about Juneteenth? And then how does it feel being a non-black? Maybe you're white or Asian or or a Latino and you're wondering, uh, well, I don't know about Juneteenth and I don't know if I should care about it. Well, guess what? I have a special guest who has written several books, children's books, actually, uh, phenomenal children's books. I'm going to introduce her to you shortly, but let me uh, open us up in a word of prayer, give you our phone number just in case you want to join our conversation. The phone number is 888 432 7434 that's triple eight four three two, seventy four thirty four. 7434 and here's the question what is the importance of raising a generation of kids who know their heritage what is the importance or benefit of raising a generation of kids who know their heritage maybe the flip side of that question is what's the danger uh, of not raising a generation of kids who know their heritage well there you have it that's what we're going to talk about let me say a word of prayer to commit our time over to the lord then i'll introduce our guests to you let's pray together heavenly father we thank you that we're your kids and that we're all like the author uh uh, dorina williams who i'm going to introduce in a minute we're all colorful and we thank you for that for each person under the sound of my voice wherever they Came from whatever ethnicity they represent. We just pray that they would feel uh, the love today in this show. We commit it over to you now in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Now, there are a couple other ways that you can get a hold of me. You can always go to Andersonspeaks.com. That's Andersonspeaks.com. You can find articles and videos and all kind of resources there that I help you know about everything in in my universe and then gracismglobal.com in case you need some consulting or some conversations convened we can help you with that with regard to building bridges across deep divides especially racial ones so there you have it it's wisdom wednesday it's june 10th as a subject matter and my guest today is mrs Dorina Williamson. Dorina Williamson is a best-selling author who writes children's books that adults need to. Her titles include Colorful, Crowned with Glory, The Story of Juneteenth, and Brown Baby Jesus. You can see some of these right now if you're looking at me, my social media. I have them across the front of my studio table. She is the co-planter of a multiracial church where I just preached not long ago, Strong Tower Bible Church in the Nashville area. She and her husband planted that church many years ago. What a great church, great couple. She's been featured in Christianity Today and Barna. She lives with her family in Franklin, Tennessee. Sister Darina Williamson, how in the world are you?
3: I'm doing so well, doctor. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm alive and grateful, and I'm so glad we get yeah. to ha- have this conversation. You've done so much good work with children's books. Tell me what got you into writing children's books.
3: Oh, well, I have to honestly answer that question anytime it's asked by saying it is a calling that found me. Mm. Um, I was not out searching for um Uh, a a new opportunity. (laughs) It wasn't on my bucket list. It's certainly not what I went to to college for, but I was doing um, the work that God had in front of me as a bridge builder, as a, as a mama um, leading and teaching and speaking, but also increasingly frustrated. As I looked at how mainstream culture was speaking beautifully to the need for children to have um, toys and, um, you know, items that gave them richer representation of tone, but I saw our kingdom family still using rhetoric like, I'm colorblind, or I teach my kids not to see color, as as if it were a badge Mm. of honor. And uh, I began to just feel this stirring from God of what can I, how can I speak into this? Mm -hmm. And uh, I I began to journal um, some of that frustration, and uh, I began to take, see it take, form of a children's book. And so God really called me into a new adventure, and it has been um, such a, a joy ride.
2: And that was the first one, wasn't it? Is that Colorful? That's right. Yeah, I remember uh, getting that book from you and passing it on to our children's ministry, and it may have been one of the first books that I came across my desk, uh, really affirming the diversity that, uh, you know, you and your husband, and Amber and I, and so many of others of us, others who have tried to build multi-racial, multicultural churches, uh, it, it became a resource, didn't it?
3: It did. And I, I you know, I was telling someone recently that I, uh, and you'll understand this as someone who's been a practitioner and a builder in God's diverse kingdom for a long time. You know, we get we our bumps and bruises. It's good, worthy work, but we we honestly also know it is a difficult work. And yeah. so there was a part of me, that sort of was like a little defensive, like, okay, what what's our Kingdom fam gonna think about this? Because right. unfortunately, I expect that people outside of our faith may not be super warm to the mentions of God and us being God's creation, but they are gonna be all on board with teaching kids to celebrate. You know, the differences in our skin tone. But I was a little unsure about how our kingdom fam was going to react. And to my surprise, and this has continued to this day because now that book is a bestseller. um, You know, it it continues to get great ratings on Amazon. And I have just been elated to see that when people see a spirit-inspired conversational opportunity to understand that the colors God created— and creation, which is an easy yeah. on-ramp because we do celebrate that with kids, right, right and their right. colors um, and vegetables and fruit. And so then when you lead them to also celebrating our skin tone diversity, it's almost like an aha moment, like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I guess – celebrate that and yeah. not teach them to be colorblind <laughs> yes yeah, is,
2: is, is it okay to actually recognize that someone has a different skin tone to me and it's not bad it's not something i don't have to talk about it's actually something that i can celebrate which is one of those things we talk about in gracism i will celebrate with you i think this is one of the ways to do it isn't it
3: yes it absolutely is and i think your point is so correct that i think colorful and many other resources since then continue to help especially our white brothers and sisters who may not be as fluid in these conversations, mm-hmm. you know, some of, some of the response to the, the realities of injustice and racism have been, well, let's just sort of come over to a land where no differences exist. And we just, and, and you kind of get that whole, like, let's just have this kumbaya we're at peace and we're all the same, right. but we, we, we get to call people back to, god created us on purpose we are right. not an accident That's and right. and when people get that from god's perspective that that was god's heart and we are a product of god's hands and when people who love god get that it's a powerful thing
2: it sure is and we're going to talk more about that on the other side of the break we're talking with mrs dorina williamson first lady of strong tower bible church in nashville Tennessee. She's also the author of several children's books. We've been talking about colorful, but when we get back, we're going to talk about Juneteenth. What's Juneteenth? What does it mean? And how do kids learn about this? Well, you're going to hear about it in just a moment. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
4: Does your church have legal challenges?
5: 6070.
2: Hey Miss Jerry, how are you? I'm well, Dr. Anderson. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thank you for hanging out with me.
4: I appreciate you having um Andrew Altman on
3: uh-huh. last week, I, was, I believe it was, uh, because we made a decision, and he he provided that last piece about waterproofing right. that I wasn't aware of. They came out. Okay. They said they would be done in two days. Yeah. They were. Okay. It was a great experience. Great. And this, we had just purchased our forever home in January of
2: 2023, to God be the glory. Mm, amen.
3: Um, and now we've taken care of a big item on our punch list Okay. Uh, that we got from the, the home inspection. I'm so
2: grateful thank that you, you called to thank me. I'm going to pass it on to him as well. I love when I hear from a listener who says we used one of your advertisers and they did what they said they were going to do and that's what Best Buy Waterproofing is all about and I hope people will go to bestbuywaterproofing.com so they can Happy customers like you. Thank you so much, Jerry.
5: The water
2: it's real talk with Doctor David Anderson. Mrs. Dorina Williamson, she's hanging out with me. She's the author of several children's books, Colorful, Crowned with Glory, The Story of Juneteenth, and Brown Baby Jesus. She's also the first lady and co-planter of Strong Tower Bible Church in Nashville, Tennessee. And, Dorina Williamson, you wrote this book, The Story of Juneteenth. Tell us about the book.
3: Well, The Story of Juneteenth is... A board book for early readers, so it's intended for uh, the market is for those young children who have not begun to read words yet, but are absorbing the power of story through pictures. Mm. Um, I will say that it's also, and this is from adults who have said, this book is a great on-ramp for introducing adults who are unfamiliar with Juneteenth. Which, uh, right. again, that's the power—the power of children's books, right—is that it's for children right. of all ages. And so it's important to say that because sometimes when folks see a children's book, especially on a subject as important as Juneteenth with its rich history, um, I have to emphasize that it's an introduction. So it's Mm -hmm. intended to just give you a very basic scan of what Juneteenth is so that um, parents and faith leaders and those who believe that even young children can begin having good seeds planted about important subjects um, that they that that can be done in very bite-sized ways that then they can build upon as they get older and so that's that's really what this book is um, it, uh-huh. it's a beautiful um, just way for children to begin to understand why Juneteenth exists um, Mm -hmm. and the history, um, which is the most important part behind it.
2: Let's talk about that for a second. We may have listeners who are driving uh, on the Beltway or through the nation's capital and are like, you know, I've been hearing about this Juneteenth thing. You know, it's only been a federal holiday for a couple of years since George Floyd uh, was killed in Minneapolis. And so a lot of people are are not even familiar with Juneteenth. They're just hearing about it. Can you tell us about what Juneteenth is?
3: Sure. Well, Juneteenth, the word comes from mixing June and 19th, Mm -hmm. so that's uh, sort of like first important fact where that wonderful word comes from, and as you mentioned, it's just been a national holiday now for a few years, and uh, Juneteenth is really the story of how freedom news that came with uh, the emancipation proclamation uh, in you know January of 1863, that that freedom news was delayed, uh, and it was intentionally delayed. Dr. Anderson, mm-hmm. uh, for over two years, um, enslaved people in Texas did not know that they were in fact free. And you know, as I researched for this book, uh, it was very important to the publisher worthy where the uh, kids I have to shout out to them. Um, they were very specific that they wanted this book to be historically accurate. So this was not Dorina just putting a little spin on right. what I think, you know, because again, children deserve excellence. And mm-hmm. a, a subject like this, that is history, uh, deserves to be carefully uh, researched. Um, they also had um, additional historians who lended uh, credibility, reviewed it, even to ensure that a book, for young children, 250 words was historically accurate. So
5: yeah. um,
3: it is a freedom. It's a freedom celebration. Uh, it began in Texas as, as, you know, that state sort of celebrated every year. Wow. June 19th, 1865, right. when the federal order was read saying that, you know, all people are free. Uh, and then it just sort of blossomed from Texas through the United States, and now it's celebrated around the world.
2: Now, again, this happened uh, two years after the Emancipation Proclamation. So other slaves were free, and and they had something called what we call today, maybe in black churches, watch night services. (laughs) Yeah. Remember that? And I think it was like New Year's Eve that the slaves were really waiting for January 1st to, to happen because they knew they would be free then.
3: That's exactly right. And again, it's important this is why history is so important because, you know, some of us who may have grown up in the black church tradition uh, may not have always understood why, you know, New Year's Eve was not a a party time, but it was we're going to church. Right. We're going to watch night service. And so uh, the beauty of the slaves and tomorrow
2: morning we're not slaves.
3: But that that was the literally that was the, the reason that they gathered on you know, December thirty first, eighteen sixty two, is because when that clock struck midnight, they knew they would be free. free. And you can mm. only imagine right. for people who were enslaved and their ancestors had been enslaved, you know, to know that they were going to be free. Right. What. A joy, what a celebration! Okay, and so, so, um, so what yeah. happened
2: then, Dorena oh. Williamson, in Texas? I mean, this was 1860, what two, and when 1863 came, uh, January 1st, all these slaves were going to be free. Are you telling me they weren't free in Texas for another couple that's of years? correct,
3: that's <laughs> correct. And as I continue to research, and I hope that uh, people who are listening to this who may be unfamiliar, I always encourage people to go and do your research so that you and your children can learn about this important history. Uh, I recently learned even more than I learned as I researched, Dr. Anderson, that um, some folks actually fled because they resisted um, the emancipation as a legal document. There were slave owners who intentionally fled to Texas with their enslaved so that they could continue to perpetuate. Um, the evil of, of, of slavery. And so uh-huh. when you think of that kind of intentionality of, right. you know, we, 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 we're not about to lose our money and our free labor. So we're going to go somewhere where we can keep people bound, literally their bodies and their minds bound.
2: How about that? Um, wow. And so how so, did it finally yeah. open up in Texas? Did somebody finally say, hey, listen, this is enough. You know, Abraham Lincoln said we got to emancipate these people. So whether you like it or not, Let them go. Let my people go.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of, of, uh, you know, political, you know, struggle and wrangling that happened during that time. But in essence, um, you know, General Gordon Granger, you know, a a union uh, general, you know, came came to Galveston, Texas with, you know, army of of 2000 men and. there were United States Color Troop soldiers who also were present in Galveston at that time. Mm-hmm. So that was also something very important for my book to, to uh, show because some people have kind of made this story into a, a sort of a white savior story where this mm-hmm. white general comes in and he saves the day. But there were black soldiers who were freemen. And mm-hmm. what that site must have been right. like for the enslaved. They and knew not what only they were fighting freedom for. Knew, they did, and to see men who looked like them wearing the the the, the 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 you know uniform of the army, you know what a sight and what an opportunity that day represented. Um, as they learned that they were free, and mm. as we can't forget, then they had to move forward into the reality of what freedom meant, because right. they weren't given, oh, oh here, here's your severance package yeah, for the years right. that we enslaved your family. Right. So 40 the acres and a mule slavery, never came through either. It didn't. So we can't forget to, you know, we, we want to make it a rosy, easy story. And, again, that was a struggle for me in writing the book because I sure. thought it didn't just become snap our fingers and all Is beautiful. I mean, the struggle continued through reconstruction and then when that was yanked away and and even today, but, you know, progress was made and we celebrate um, what that day meant and we celebrate and honor how important freedom is through the power of story.
2: Yeah. Hey, did you ever find any pictures? I'm sure there, I don't know if there are, because I haven't researched it, but would it be beautiful to see a picture of a black freedman who was in the army with a black slave in Galveston who got freed? I mean, w- wouldn't it be beautiful to see that picture?
3: Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. I I really can only imagine. In my mind, I, I can, and I would right. invite our listeners, to really consider what that meant to know that you were, in fact, free, and how would you have felt? And those the conversations we could invite our kids into as right. we talk about why was that news delayed and what did it feel like to hear that you were free?
2: Right, right. And what about today, Ms. Dorena Williamson, if you're just joining us? She's the author of several children's books, including the one we're highlighting today the story of Juneteenth. What do you think today with regard to not wanting children to, to hear about uh, the past of America's slavery, because that somehow makes them uh, white kids or other kids feel, feel guilty. What do you think about that? Mm
3: -hmm. Well, the first place I go to because I love Jesus and I love the power and the truth of God's word. Um, when I read the Old Testament and I look in Deuteronomy 4, 5, and 6, and 7, as Moses is um, urging the people to not forget God's commands as they're about to go into, you know, they're, they're crossing into their promised land or preparing. Mm-hmm. And over and over, Dr. Anderson, I see these admonitions of not forgetting mm-hmm. uh, what God has done and to be sure to pass it on to their children. I've highlighted mm-hmm. that in my Bible over and over and over. And, you know, we just, you know, a few months ago celebrated, um, you know, Easter and the resurrection and our church as mm. a Seder. And if any of your listeners have ever participated in or may be familiar with, um, you know, what that has meant for our Jewish kin, you know, and us as grafted in believers, I understand that they were to talk to their children about the blood going on the doorpost. Mm. And, and, and you can't make that um, but so palatable for kids, right? right? Well, you know, the lamb got a little hurt. And, and <laughs> right. you know, I mean, it's, hello, they put blood on the doorpost. So yeah. somehow these parents were able to bring it down to a level where children could understand the age-appropriate ways and then right. built upon it as they get older. And that's really my perspective in regards to sharing history with children. I think that a lot of this modern movement is wanting to, as you spoke to, make white children more comfortable. And it's mm. the parents. Right. It's mm. the parents who are saying we aren't comfortable and so we're gonna project that onto our children. Uh-huh. Where I think that's completely opposite of what the Bible tells parents to do with intentionality, to tell their children that you were slaves in Egypt. But what? God delivered you with a powerful with his powerful hand. Right. And so it was not to neglect telling them about their past. It was to frame it in what God has done. And I think, again, for for people who are believers as I am, that this is the approach that we can walk in, that we not shy away from these hard subjects, that we be careful and courageous as we approach them.
2: That's so beautiful. Thank you so much. When we get back, we're going to come on the other side of the break, and we're going to talk more with Darina Williamson. If you want to join us, you can always join the conversation by calling 888-43-BRIDGE. We'll be right back.
4: This is Carol Platley Bow for TownHall.com. Opinions vary on the legalities of President Trump's handling of classified documents surrounding his recent indictment. Federal Judge Eileen Cannon and a jury will sort through the charges. But most concerning is the unequal application of prosecutorial discretion in the dogged pursuit of President Trump. Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden both have had serious issues with mishandling classified documents and related legal violations. Yet Trump is the only one so far being prosecuted. For America to survive as a free country, citizens must have confidence in the impartiality of its justice system. That in turn depends on unbiased, non-political application of the law, a standard that seems to have been thrown out when it comes to President Trump. From Russiagate on, norms have been flouted repeatedly with no one held to account. In their zeal to stop one man, the left is jeopardizing America's rule of law. Laws must be enforced equally.
3: WAVA now has a limited supply of half-priced Christian school tuitions in the DMV area. Go to WAVA.com to purchase a half price tuition for
6: this fall before they're gone.
3: Go to WAVA.com and click on the school bus. half price Christian school tuitions now at WAVA.com. Available for new students only while supplies last. That's WAVA.com. WAVA.com.
6: Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Alexa can play WAVA-FM. And hear us wherever you are on our
1: mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, or Radio.com.
3: Listen to The Alternative with Tony Evans every weekday morning at 1030 on 105.1 FM wava
7: Recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 98 98 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed.
2: Welcome back to the second half of the program right here in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. It's Wisdom Wednesday. We're talking about the wisdom of Juneteenth for kids with our special guest, Ms. Darina Williamson. She's a best-selling author who writes children's books for adults, uh, for, well, children's books for children, but adults need them too. And we learn from these books as a great on-ramp when you're dealing with issues of race and specifically the story of Juneteenth. She's also written the book Brown Baby Jesus, Colorful and Crowned with Glory. She's the church planter with her husband, uh, Pastor Chris Williamson of Strong Tower Bible Church. And uh, she's written uh, and highlighted and featured in magazines like Christianity Today and Barna. And she lives with her family in Franklin. I appreciate you, my sister, Doreena Williamson. We've uh, we've trekked along together for a lot of years in this multicultural ministry, haven't we? (laughs)
3: Yes, we have, and that's why it's such a joy to to be able to connect and and as you mentioned at the onset of the program, you know we enjoyed having you bring a word to our church a few weeks ago. It was such a blessing um to to hear your voice in person mm-hmm. um and just to really ponder you know that that we are alive and well to God be the glory to for God the good work the you glory. know called us to do. but there's something special about your your comrades who have been doing it um, alongside and just again being able to say, Keep up the good work and um, to celebrate the new things, you know, that God continues to do. So thank you so much for for giving me the opportunity to converse today. It
2: was a It is a joy. It was a joy to be with you as well. So if people want to get your books, what's the best way for them to do it?
3: The best way to get them is however people love to purchase. Now, I mm-hmm. always encourage folks, if they can do it locally, that helps support our local bookstores. We know coming out of a pandemic that they need all the support they can get. So mm-hmm. um, go to your local book, booksellers, um, you know, lots of stores. I have been stocking Juneteenth, um, you know, because of a holiday coming up. I've been grateful to have some wonderful features through social media and some great book lists of recommendations for kids. And, and they're not all, you know, Christian book lists, which um, mm-hmm. thrills me because, right. you know, through this book, which isn't a blatantly Christian book, it's a book, you know, focused on the importance of Juneteenth. Um, but but through that on-ramp, if people, you know, enjoy it and feel like it's a, an important contribution to their library, then they can, you know, go look up my other books, which um, are formed by my faith but they also are universal messages that have appeal for people, whether they share our faith or not. So um, through booksellers, but my website, com is also a great landing place to just learn more about each book as well.
2: Excellent. So Brown Baby Jesus, tell me about that. You sure Jesus wasn't pink and white? And, and, I mean, how do you deal with that in a multiracial church? Don't we all want Jesus to look like us? I have a friend that thinks Jesus is Puerto Rican.
3: (laughs) You know what? (laughs) To that point, one of the things that really started—you know, you always find um, great, you know, warmth and joy when you think of how stories originated. And for me, the first scenes of, of writing that story started over a decade ago when Chris and I visited the Holy Land for the second time. Mm-hmm. And I went to a church there that that had uh, something I'd never seen. They had uh, depictions of the Holy Family, but they were representing a variety of countries and cultures.
5: Mm. And
3: so the way Jesus's eyes were shaped, um, the color of skin, um, the hair was all, you know, representative of, you know, all these different countries. And it was fascinating to me in the moment, but then later on, as I thought about it, I thought, this is what the evangelical phrase that we throw around, that Jesus is our personal Savior. Mm -hmm. I thought, that's the essence of Jesus being personal, in that all of these countries said, we believe that Jesus is for us. Mm. Mm. And that right there is that is the gospel is that Jesus is for everyone. I think somebody I think a Christian artist made a song that said Jesus is for everybody, you know, Mm. and and so and he is. I mean, that's the truth of the gospel that Jesus came um, to save all of mankind. And so in writing that book, it was both an opportunity to um, give what I believe is a correct ethnic representation of Jesus um, to give him more of a brown skin tone that I believe is accurate to um, that area of the world and and to what I believe Jesus looked like. But also, it was an opportunity, I think more importantly, to show the beauty of the people that were included in this story, that Uh God would include women of color as we trace the lineage of Rahab and Ruth and you know, Bathsheba and Tamar. And we also look at their stories that weren't, um, fairy tale, right. uh, you know, charming, right. idealistic. These women had some rough, rough events to say yeah. the least, yeah. um, in their stories, but they were who God intentionally decided would be part of Jesus's genealogy. Mm. And so, um, in this book, People will, will both see, you know, a brown Jesus, but they will also see the gospel, and they'll see the beauty of Jesus who came for everyone.
2: Amen for that. Hey, do you think there's some practical ways that people can celebrate Juneteenth? It is a federal holiday now. Would there be any practical ways that maybe we could celebrate Juneteenth with our kids?
3: Absolutely. Well, let me just state that Juneteenth is a freedom celebration for everyone to partake in. So just like I would not want people to think, oh, she's a black author who has written books that feature a lot of kids of color. These must be good books for people of color. Mm -hmm. They are good books for everyone, all children. And so Juneteenth is just like that, a holiday, a freedom celebration for everyone. It is Uh an opportunity to remind children that freedom is precious. And so I would encourage Yes, I would encourage people to look locally. Uh, I know in our area there are a lot of events happening right. uh, some of them are through through universities, some are through churches, some are through civic organizations um, because it is you know a national holiday uh, you know a lot of folks in schools and schools and people with work are now um, actually off work. They don't have to take off, but it's a day that they get off. So I would just encourage folks to look locally and see if there are some events. And if you've never participated and you've children in your life, give your children an on-ramp and sit down and talk about what juneteenth is my book again is a great intro but talk about why you're going to include it in your family celebrations now
2: that sounds good when we get back we're going to talk about children's books being taken out of the library based on some of these topics of race i'd love to hear your thoughts on it i've got mrs dorina williamson hanging out with me in the studio we'll be right back Never been a more perfect time to go solar. Homeowners in Maryland, D.C., and Virginia are saving hundreds on their utility bills and getting paid for the energy they produce through their solar panels. Homeowners are also now eligible for a tax credit of 30% when switching to solar energy. Why pay the utility company every month for the energy you consume when you can own your own energy and get paid for it instead? If you've been thinking about going solar, call or text my trusted solar guy. His name's Michael and here's his number. Are you ready? 202- 618-8929. worried that your solar panels won't look good on your old roof, no problem. They'll take care of a new roof for you as well. Zero money down. Give them a call right now. The first 10 callers today to get on the schedule for a consultation will get a free $500 gift card. So start saving money on your energy and get paid by going solar for zero down with Michael. His number again is 202-618-8929. Get your solar done.
1: Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
2: That's me, Real Talk, with Dr. David Anderson. And if you're just joining us, we've got Mrs. Darina Williamson. She's hanging out with us. She's the author of several children's books, Colorful, Crowned with Glory, The Story of Juneteenth, and Brown Baby Jesus. Tell us about Brown Baby Jesus, Mrs. Williamson.
3: So Brown Baby Jesus is a depiction of Jesus that gives him more melanin than has (laughs) been typically featured, shall we say. Uh, But just as importantly, or maybe even more importantly, it shows the reader that God included people from different nations and different life experiences right. in the genealogy of our Lord Jesus. And I think, Dr. Anderson, that that is such an important um, aspect today where people feel like, well, well, God can't love me, or I've got to get myself together before I come to God, um, or I've done too much for God to accept me. And, and sometimes the people of God have been the ones who've given that kind of message. And that shouldn't be further from the redemptive power of God as we see through scripture. And we see in the lives of the men and the women that God included from Kings, um, you know, to, to people like, you know, Rahab, who was a prostitute, you know, that they all were included in the genealogy of Jesus. And that was intentional. And so I wanted, I wanted children to see a fuller picture. I wanted to give them that slice of Jesus's life when the Holy family had to Mm-hmm.
5: Um,
3: you know, Bethlehem, because you know King Herod was searching for Christ, and mm-hmm. we read those verses, but we don 't always think of them as part of the christmas story and right. so um, so I just had such delight in really doing Bible study with my editor and and just diving in and creating a story that 's rich with. Scripture and with beautiful represent representation of uh, the women um, who don't always get a lot of inclusion in Jesus's uh, birth story as well
2: right, right, and so you know sp- speaking about inclusion right now there's a lot of debate over these books being you know taken out of libraries, maybe because a parent doesn't like uh the, the material I know around lgbtq but they also throw in there even the race stuff, because it could be, you know, uh, CRT. So Mm -hmm. do you have any thoughts on, on where we are in our sort of political, cultural environment these days?
3: Well, I think, and again, this is me not having any little children anymore. My youngest is 19. She's in college. But as I look at the source and the who behind a lot of this, uh, you know, and I think of you know Ruby Bridges, who herself, as a first mm. grader, had to endure taunting and right. um, antagonistic. You know, let's just be honest. She had to endure hateful yeah. white adults who did not want their children to go to school with a black child.
2: Right. And
3: so, when we look at the fact that her story, is also banned. It sort of becomes, it's already ridiculous. And and, and I get that, you know, parents are very concerned about um, the, the messages that their children are going to get. And I think that that speaks to the point that that's the parent's responsibility in the home. Right. But I don't think that that reach should come from a select few parents who wield their political authority, because there's a lot of strings that are being, um, you know, pulled here. And at the end of the day, a lot of this is about white parents who don't want their children to hear things that they think um, are controversial or will make them um, upset. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I think of, again, I go to scripture and I see the intentionality with which God told Jewish parents to talk to their children about their history, um, to teach it to them so that they would understand where they come from, that they would understand um, their story and the place they have, and most importantly, to be able to give God glory. And I long to see the people of God really activated and stand up and say, you know what? Um, Our kids can handle hard topics when it's done in a way that is age appropriate. And again, you know, some of it, as you mentioned around LGBTQ, um, you know, we all kind of get lumped in together. And certainly there's some spaces for, you know, what should be taught to children and when, what should they be exposed to. But um, I think at the end of the day, a lot of it is just parents who are uncomfortable with parts of our history. And they just want to throw, everything that could be a little bit uncomfortable out of um, the school. And, and I think, you know, again, it's the parents' job in the home, but when we get into the school and we've got a diversity of children coming from different walks of life as well, I think it's an opportunity for the people of God to speak up and to make our voices known, um, and certainly as an author to be able to advocate for, you know, books like The Story of Juneteenth that do open up with the reality of you know, Africans were taken from their homeland. You can't tell the story of Juneteenth and freedom right. without explaining the contrast of why we were enslaved to begin with. And right. so um, it's hard, but children can handle it when it's given to them in the right context. And And I think that that is, again, an opportunity for us to speak up um, and to stand up and, and to say our children um, aren't as fragile as people like to make them out to be, they can handle it when it's done well.
2: So what do you hope is the takeaway for parents and children reading uh, your books, and specifically Juneteenth, but also Brown Baby Jesus, Colorful and Crowned with Glory, what, what do you hope are takeaways for parents and kids?
3: Well, I would say first for the parents, because we are the ones who buy the books for the kids. Right. Uh, they may pick things out at the library or at the bookstore, but at the end of the day, we're the ones you know, paying for it. Um, and let's not leave out grandparents, aunts right. and uncles, lots of adults who influence children, certainly our children's ministers through churches and uh, community leaders. Um, I would say first to us that, um, that I've mentioned this already, but our children want to know. They want to know the truth. And if mm-hmm. we don't take the responsibility to plant good seeds, to begin to, to build a foundation with these relevant hard topics, then we're leaving them open to learn through unhealthy ways. Right. And we're leaving them to fill in their questions with ignorance and even mm-hmm. with toxic and damaging information mm, right. um, we can all think if we think of, of you know topic of, of effects that you know some of us yeah our first introduction because our parents maybe were fragile didn't want to say anything and then we right. heard birds and bees and, and terrible stuff and then right. and then the parents are trying to correct all and, and <laughs> actually get all, all kind of stuff right so right. any good parent would say no I want to be the one to begin to lay that foundation and introduce mm-hmm. to my child and and at one years old I'm not sitting them down to, to have I'm talking about good touches and I'm affirming that God made their body beautifully. And, and so just as we do with other conversations, books are a great resource.
5: Yeah.
2: And um, your books, and they
3: are a great way.
2: Your books are especially a great resource because anyone can read them and they're very, um, uh, picturesque and they have a great narrative. And, uh, friends, if you want to get uh, a Williamson's books, Go to Amazon. Go to where books are sold. Make sure you pick them up. When we get back, we'll close down our thoughts in
0: just a moment. Chuck and Olga with Pearson Smith Realty are making it happen every day in the DMV. Need to sell your home? Don't want to do needed repairs or upgrades? They'll make it happen. Need a quick sale? They'll make it happen with multiple cash offers within three days. No repairs, no painting, no updates, no problem. Want to buy a home? Need financing? They'll make it happen. Want to maximize your equity? They'll help you update and you can pay at settlement. Jock and Olga, making it happen in the DMV, 703-898-8930.
6: It took a panicked run on a major bank to lead to the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. And Moody's just downgraded the entire U.S. banking system from stable to negative. Just a reminder why many people diversify their portfolios with something tangible, something that doesn't need bailing out, something that can't vanish into thin air. Listeners by calling or texting now at 800-630-1495. Make sure you mention Salem when you call or text 800-630-1495. We call it the Bible bus.
0: Get on or off anytime you want as we travel through the Bible.
6: Well, he hath made him to be sin for us. He took my place down here who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You know, he's given me his place, clothed in his righteousness. Let me put it like this. He took my hell down here, and I might have his heaven up yonder. He did that for me. My friend, he's saying the same thing to you today. He's saying, be reconciled. Why don't you turn around to him? Why don't you come to him? Why don't you trust him? He'll take you in his hand." and you'll never perish if you come to Him.
0: Get more solid Bible teaching at Through the Bible, ttb.org. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. It's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel. The greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly, honest, always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv.
2: real talk with dr david anderson we have been talking about children's ministry children's books the narrative of raising children with uh, mrs darina williamson and mrs darina williamson you know deuteronomy 6 says we're supposed to teach them and impress upon their hearts uh you know the how to love god and love one another is one of the ways of loving in the kingdom family is loving across racial lines?
3: Absolutely. You know, Paul talked often about, used the analogy, you know, when he wrote to the churches um, in the New Testament about, you know, different parts of the same body. And and I think that that analogy is so powerful for us because we have our Asian brothers and sisters, we have our African, we have our Latino, we have um, our native, we have all of our beautiful ethnic stories um, as part of the same body and instead of highlighting one or has been done for centuries saying that one is more valuable than the other uh, you know it's an opportunity for us as bridge builders and as followers of christ to actually apply what he has given us and that is that we honor um, our us as one body with beautifully diverse parts and that we especially honor those those parts that are that are lesser or that are Um, that are unseen and so um, i i love having opportunities to learn about um, brothers and sisters whose ethnic stories are unlike mine uh, because it just enriches my life and it shows the glory of god in a unique way
2: Mm. in our last minute i want to know about this book i know who i am this is one of your new books isn't it
3: yes and i i literally just gave the tagline it's an opportunity to glorify god Uh, by seeing how God speaks his truth over people across the world. And uh, it's a joy to see 14 different countries from Haiti, Rwanda, Nigeria, Spain, um, you know, uh, uh, Romania that are richly represented. Um, We had reviewers from those countries to ensure that we were, um, you know, very on point and authentic in the portrayals. And I just have a passion nice. for children to, to see the glory of God in all of its beauty um, and then to be able to spread that. Yeah, it's um, so beautiful.
2: Featuring powerful declarations from children all over the world. And uh, it, it says on the back, I am crowned with glory and strength. I am filled with God's power. I am great in God's kingdom. I know who God says I am. How about that?
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, It just, look, it, it's the words that I wrote based on the word of God, but it just, fills my heart with such joy because our children do need to know what God says about them, that his words of identity over them are more important than anything that anyone else will say. Um, And and I pray that that will coat their hearts and their minds. And to your point earlier, that it will show them that children who don't look like them also equally share the glory of God and represent God in the way that God shines on them. And uh, I think that's a great, relevant message for kids today.
2: Well, thank you for helping us with our children, our grandchildren, our children's ministry, and even adults who are in desperate need of learning all that you've been writing about. So thank you for sharing this with us today.
3: Thank you for having me. I'm so
2: grateful all right well hey let's say a prayer as we end today's show Lord Jesus we're so grateful that Dorena uh, Williamson has put pen to paper and art to paper to help us all learn uh, the beautiful value of Juneteenth of kids of color and Lord how all of us are part of your kingdom family be with her her family her church in Jesus' name we pray amen and amen
3: amen